0: Well, the All Blacks are around again in volume. McKenzie accelerating into space, clears it away. Barrett, Baden Barrettson.
1: The Warriors nudge out to the right. Here they go, through the hands. Metcalf goes himself, Metcalfson. And here it is, Luke <laughs> Metcalf. and can be the soothsayer once again. Stark to finish the over. England won to keep themselves in the series. And out through point it goes for four. What a mighty celebration from Markwood and Chris Wokes. He will be... The champion for England here, along with Harry Brook. They win by three wickets, and the Ashes are well and truly alive.
0: For the winner, by split decision, To a disappointment to you in the week that you weren't playing the first tour of
1: Springbok Town? Well, it's I changed
0: a bit of relief now. No, no. I'll tell you what, yeah, good at it, mate. South a good at winning. Very so easy. you don't have to be a smart ass, mate. Woo! For breakfast, this is it after a big weekend of sport. There's a little highlight package for you, courtesy of Sammy what in the house. Tony Kemp is up there in the
2: big hot seat. Kemp, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You, you should go camping more often. You know, that big flash black, what do they call that, the Night Rider. That big caravan that you got there, but you should get out. We've caught it. We've caught it, we'll it, Mangu. Mangu. His Mangu. name's Mangu. <laughs> big Mangu. Oh, Mangu. Actually, what's going on with Pungu, mate?
0: <laughs> Pangu, oh, He's uh, he's just coming out of of a spelling spell moment for him. He uh, just was a little bit off, so we've given him three months off. But time to get back for Pangu. And get back into the racing scene because when you don't have a horse racing, you don't have any interest, Kimpy. But my interest was
2: <laughs> focused on your horse, Jam. What's happened, lazy bugger? Lazy bugger, yeah. No, <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, we had a we had a little uh, a young fella on him who just, you know, if you ain't got the right jockey on the old boy, he's ain't going to run for you. But mate, we're really happy with him. Um, I don't know if you mm. know, it, but he ran the fastest six hundred. Uh, on the way home, the, like way faster than any of the other horses. There, it's just that he couldn't get into the race. But they, you know, that's not our target. Our target is a couple mm. of other races coming up. So, if you all are... all part a, of the plan, isn't it, Tony? Oh, all you, part I'll of tell the you plan. What, if you're a Jam supporter, you want to stay on it. I'm just just giving you the tip.
0: <laughs> I know it's all part of the plan, mate. opanaki Cup coming up. Uh, I know what you're doing right there. I'll shake your rock. I'm all over you, my friend. We've got a big show, plenty of action over the weekend, plenty of sport. and yes, I was watching it among you. My caravan in Meven had a great weekend to boot with the kids full of energy, ate some great food, sipped on some cold spates, went up the Mount Hart Mountain in track pants and a t-shirt <laughs> and froze. and my kids went on the toboggan and uh, had a hell of a time. My truck got dirty. The toboggan's got stolen. We had a good time, though. But, uh, mate, it's good to be back on a Monday morning. Mountain Clueless.
2: Mountain Clueless. (laughs) Mountain
0: Clueless. That's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Stay tuned. We've got Country Clueless coming up in the next couple of days because Lake Dag is back. It has formed. And I'm not happy. But anyway, anyway, there is plenty of sport happening over the weekend, Sammy. We've got to start with the Warriors. What do you got?
1: Yeah, boys, big Round 19 win for the Warriors over the Eels on the weekend. Myself and Kimby calling it here for ECNZ. Uh, they ran away with it after suffering after um, facing depleted sides over the last couple of weeks. Kempi Rabido's last weekend mm. at Mount Smart and the Broncos after round 10. So they finally get that monkey off their back, beating a depleted uh, Eels side. No Clint Gutherson, no Mitchell Morsese and no uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Domination through the middle. Uh, for them, Kempi and Luke Metcalf, probably his best NRL game so far.
2: Yeah, it was great. it was a great effort from uh, Luke Metcalf, Is he? If you watch that game, mm. there was some stuff there, and I picked him out as one of my best of the night. Uh, where he's jumped off the outside foot. You know, when you're watching a footballer, Marlon, for instance, when he used to play at uh, second five for the All Black. He always knew when he got off his left foot and went back on the inside shoulder and showed that great little bit of pace over that 5, 10 metres that he was always a player to watch and going to be hard to stop. Well, guess what? Luke Metcalf on Saturday night, he came of age. He went He went off that yeah. outside foot and what you look for once you do that is you look at where the inside defender is. And not only did he beat the inside defender, but on on a second try, he went through three guys to score it. So pace, mm. speed, and strength like th- tick those boxes all day long. And we always knew that this kid Sammy could go all right. Um, just happened to pick him as a, I, said, I, I said post game. Sammy <laughs> was asking me for his for his multi, and he was <laughs> going to put Wade Egan and Hooker scoring a try. And I said, mate. I got a, I got a funny feeling. Um, Luke's gonna get it, get a, get a, a meat pie. You know, maybe get a couple. You know, and uh, oh, he go- I don't know about the couple line. I don't know that, where that came Tony. from. And he, <laughs> Tony, and he goes, no, mate, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Wade Egan. I'm saying, mate, he's, he's gonna get, he's gonna get a oh, like. Change it multi, put it on Metcalf. Well anyway, that's two weeks. I'm, no, I'm on a hat track.
1: You know how people like every time they tell a story it just gets uh, a little bit further and further yeah. from the truth. Yeah, it's yeah. like go it's,
2: back and check the go back
1: and check the no, tape. hold on. It started off with you saying I think Luke Mercaver get a pie. Now all of a sudden it's you call him getting two tries. <laughs> and then on Saturday night it was first try score And <laughs> When, when are you gonna
2: stop? I will tell you one thing though, is the three the boys down at three wise birds, Napier Portside, got a I got a mm. message from Charlie, didn't I? So he followed in jam mm he is but Disappointed, and we uh, like obviously likes a punt. <laughs> he's texting yeah. me. He's texting me. I'm sitting down with Sammy, watching the, just about to start the game. He goes, "What do you reckon?" I said, "Oh, Warriors 13 plus, uh, Metcalf to score a try and put DWZ in." Wow, bang! And he comes into me at halftime. He goes, <laughs> "Well, I hope DWZ scores." I'm like. Cheeky bugger, cut
0: it out. DWZ scored the try and probably the photographer got the best moment of the weekend. Just quickly on Luke Metcalf, he was outstanding. Luckily, lucky he scored that second try because he had a 300-man overlap on the outside. But determination, when you've got that confidence in your game, nothing was going to stop him. I think the quick question is, Kempi, to Mighty Martin,
2: where does he fit? Oh, well, I think with Tamari Martin having uh, not really overcome that, that broken bone and have to had to go back out to pasture for six weeks, I think he comes back and plays reserve grade. Like, he needs a match fitness, you know, you're not going to throw him straight in there. But given the given the way that the, the cards have fallen for the Warriors, I wouldn't be surprised if suspension or an injury throws him straight back in. I put him straight on the bench, I said to Sammy, he said, where'd you put him? I said, i put him straight on the bench for Lusick." So I think you put him there, mate, him coming out a dummy half or, or whatever is, a, I think, a much better option at the moment than uh, young Lussac in there. Yeah,
1: and uh, another big no. question, another big question, he this weekend, obviously the Sharks coming to town at Mount Smart, the day after the All Blacks, mm. who play at Mount Smart mm. on the Saturday. So we'll see the Mount Smart turf get a good work over this weekend. And speaking of the All Blacks, uh, gents, uh, a big start to the rugby championship for them uh, on the weekend with a win over Argentina and Mendoza. Probably the most dominant 40, first 40 minutes we've seen from the All Blacks under Ian Foster, I would say. Um, some of those selection decisions last week that you put the question mark on, uh, particularly uh, um, Josh Lord and uh, Damian McKenzie mm. at 10 well those two had arguably their best games um, and uh, the All Blacks getting the job done praised for their uh, ruthlessness in the first half maybe lost a little bit of shape in the second half but uh, but Ian Foster and the boys will be pretty pretty happy to get a win like that first up is
0: They played very quick the breakdown was very very good the, the numbers at the breakdowns, the ability to clean out the man, to allow Aaron Smith to play his game. How good was his width on the pass? Every time he got the ball, he took a step. He had runners running off him into clean holes. Shannon Frazell was immense in that performance. But it was the guys that there was a lot of debate out. d I I actually think he was class in that performance. d control on the game his ability to, to pass at the right time, to kick. And that's probably the big question there, Kempi. Like look, They've kicked a lot, potentially, previously in previous test matches. We saw kicking in this game, particularly from the nine area, limited. They didn't box a hell of a lot. They, they used the ball, they shaped the backfield, they kicked smart, they kicked to space, and they allowed them to get into the game. Argentina in that first 40 were just non-existent. They were very, very poor, but they were made to look poor from a clinical all-black side. Damien McKenzie, outstanding. Geordie Barrett, player of the match, voted by Argentinian fans. And, um, mate, for me, he was very direct, very strong with ball in hand. His support, his decision-making was class. And then you've got Josh Lord, hasn't played any rugby at all and gets out there and puts in a stellar performance. There was question marks. He said Peace was dominant, Kimpi The scrum was, was very, very strong and made the Argentina side, which they traditionally pride themselves on as a set piece. But uh, Lomax and De Groot really set the platform up front. The line-out was a little bit shaky at times, I must say. If there's going to be any room for improvement, it will have to be the line-out against South Africa, and we know how dominant they are. And Bowden Barrett, you know, the question's at the start of the week, Will Jordan's out. Question marks over his head. What is he going to look like in the future? Is he going to be there with Bowden and Barrett? I thought he put on a great performance. Great in the air. Dominant with the high ball. Uh, made great decisions of where he should be. And that dual playmaker that's been spoken about very, very lot, quite a few times, I thought it was um, it was on point on the weekend. Do we get a lot of confidence out of that? First game up for Ian Foster and co? I do. Yeah. I definitely do. And I think Sammy Kane help. Destructive
2: was he on defence. Oh, so one good, one Yep, that one mm. hit where he's gone and uh, followed up and cleaned up the inside runner. I think it was the fullback or the centre that uh, came off mm. one of the one of the the, the uh, ruckman and got absolutely smashed by Sammy Kane um, and dislodging that ball. He he played well. I agree with you. I think across the first forty minutes, there probably hasn't been an All Black performance like that for some time. And they were direct. That was the biggest uh, change that I'd seen to the all-black team was getting over the ad line. you know, knowing how important the ad line was. So scrummaging, they they'd destroyed them in the scrum. They destroyed that 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 Argentinian pack. And then the way the direct lines of um, D-Mac and Jordy Barrett especially, like Jordy Barrett, like he was he was my player the day. I, I text that to you. Because mm. uh, mm. defensively, mate, he was so good. You know, defensively, and then he put his head when he needed to. And there's a couple of times there. And, and this is the question because you raised South Africa: is when they come up against the top teams, what mm. what's that ad line going to look like? Because we're not the biggest of sides, are we? You know, we're quite lean. No. We've got some. We've got some guys that are you know not on the heavy side. When you come up against the bigger sides, that ad line is going to be so important.
0: Yeah, it just shows, eh? When you when you show a direct line, I think for the the All Blacks, they showed signs of how they want to play. They want to play quick, a mobile mobile game with everyone in play forwards. No matter what number you got on your on your back, one to fifteen, you have to play fast and you have to play with a little bit of width. But they've got to earn it, and I think on the weekend they definitely earned that. There's plenty uh, debate. In regards to Sammy Kane's situation, we'll get to that shortly. But John sent a message through What a weekend! Start off with the Waz great win, then the All Blacks showed good form. And Dan Hooker getting a win on an awesome fight card. My highlight, though, was when Sam Kane tripped up that pork chop. It was the funniest <laughs> thing I've seen in ages. No need to say sorry, Sammy. That guy needs to give himself an uppercut. Keep those messages coming through double eight, double three. And that other game, Sammy Hewitt, the Ashes, England,
1: yeah, are back. B- back, fellas, and the Re- Ashes, really, truly alive. Uh, a uh, three wicket win for them this How morning, good. New Zealand time. And uh, unlikely heroes in um, Harry Brooke and Chris Wokes. So, Ben Stokes, Johnny Bierstow going very, very cheaply for England, and everyone thought that was the end of it for them. But they had about 80 runs to get. Uh, in comes Harry Brook and alongside Chris Wokes. Uh, he gets 75. Chris Wokes gets 32. Uh, the English within touching distance. Then Mark Wood, who got man of the match with. Uh, Five for thirty-four in the first innings comes out helps them over the line and they finally, finally win one of those close matches, uh, making it two-one in the series. As, uh, series as they go to Old Trafford this Come weekend on. for for game number four.
2: Uh, I just oh, want them to win that one too. It's t- honestly, <laughs> if they win that one, England, I tell you what. Everyone in the cricket world can't wait for the fifth one because that's when it's all going to come out. As they they picked that team, Baz. They picked that team because they, they need they, mm. they knew they needed some some good batters down the down the order. And uh, it played out that way, mate. And, you know, just, you know, when you're waking up all night like I do, you quickly turn in on the Twitter, just check the scores. <laughs> and, mate, the, the motion from the people, oh, it looks like, you know, the Aussies have got the number of the English and they're going to win this, you know, hands down. They're not going to a, win a game of the series. And then all of a sudden, those guys come in and win it. I'm mate, so happy for not only the English side, but Baz, you know, this this theatre that the Ashes um, brings. Mate, if you're a cricket fan, you could, you'd wake up this morning with a big smile on your face. Bowler-friendly
0: pitch at Headingley. And Chris Wokes and Mark Wood, the selection changes, came off and paid trumps for Bears And Baz ball, all the focus has been on the batting. But, mate, the bowling showed its class throughout this, uh, this third test series. This test match over there in Australia and the Ashes were well and truly alive. 2-1. And it was only fitting that those two new kids, well, they're not new kids. They've played a lot of cricket. But the new selections for that test match, we the ones there at the end to get the result and get the win. So there's plenty of reaction. Keep your messages coming through on double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven 0800 811 is our phone lines. Plenty of reaction to the weekend's big sport moments, Sammy.
1: Yeah, boys. So, uh, look, obviously heaps to go through, and we will get through it all between now and 9 o'clock Or some great guests line up as well. But uh, I think it's probably time to find out what, uh, what you guys thought was the best over the weekend. We'll tie this into our uh, Choices flooring poll as well. You can text through on double eight double three. Design, visualise and create your perfect floor with room view. Your best moment from the weekend? So many to pick from. I personally want to go Eddie Jones, but I might steer away from that. that. Funny. Uh, Kempe, what was your? What was your simply the best moment from I, the weekend? I, I, mate? I
2: did laugh, Sammy. I did laugh at Eddie Jones when I read that. I thought, man, he sounds like me when I'm doing the doing the commentary, is he and I'm talking to Sammy. Don't be a smart ass, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, it's Just it's too easy when it. you start calling people Luke Egan. <laughs> <laughs> He's a surfer, I'm telling you. I know he is. He's I a surfer. But you did right. It was uh, Luke Metcalf was my. Uh, my simply the best of the weekend. He was honestly, the 5'8". The well, I, I spoke to him at the beginning of the year at the um, at the launch, the Warriors launch, and I looked at him and I actually asked him, is he, I said, are you from Newcastle, mate? Because he struck me as one of those kids from the country that actually just wants a crack. So this is this is uh, Luke Meccaff, this is what he can do when he's on fire. The
1: Warriors nubs out to the right. Here they go, through the hands. Meccaff goes himself, Meccaff's and here it is, Luke Metcalf and Kippy the Soothsayer once again playing the ball ten meters out on tackle number five. Here's Metcalf wants to go himself, Luke Metcalf. He gets there right underneath the posts, and if Kippy didn't get it right the first time, well, he's got it right again. Two tries for Luke Metcalf. He's a double dead post try score in the Warriors. They go up twenty-two points to four.
2: Yeah, what's well, defining. It's defining. It's it makes the player, and I think. Luke Metcalf on Saturday night just showed us what he could uh, can do and no better time to do it with uh, nine, nine rounds to go.
1: Mm. And two tricists as well can be very, very potent <laughs> from him. Uh, Izzy, what do you got, mate? Your best moment from the weekend?
0: Oh, it's, it's hard to pick one, but the one that stood out was yesterday when I arrived home from my caravan trip and I booked UFC and I put it on the TV and I was watching a card. That had everything. Superstars galore but it was our very own Dan the Hangman Hooker up against Jalen Turner. Let's take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, after three rounds, we go to the judges' score cards for a decision. Adelaide Burr scores the contest. 29-28, Turner. Derek clearly scores it. 29-28, Hooker. And Rob McCarthy scores the contest. 29-28 with a winner by split decision, Dan the Hangman Yeah, Super Saiyan Dan Hooker with the blonde locks that turned a little bit pink after he had a bloodied old lid but mate (laughs) after that first round when he got a big old kick to the dome I thought oh no it's gonna be lights out for Dan Hooker but he fought back nearly choked out Jalen Turner in the second and then just dominated the third to win on points and well he did it
2: with a broken arm. Oh,
1: that's crazy. Is there anyone
2: tougher?
1: That is crazy with a broken arm, isn't it? But it's just UFC <laughs> fighters for you. so. Uh,
2: now, yeah, adrenaline. Imagine how much adrenaline's running through his body oh. to not feel that.
1: Yeah. Crazy. I wonder if it was the arm that got lifted in the air too when he won. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just grabs <laughs> his
1: arm and throws it up. Oh, the
0: pain. It was just a scratch. Oh, it was yeah. just a scratch just to a f- Joe Rogan in the post-match. Oh. Just a flesh wound. Man, there's,
2: uh, yeah.
0: there's plenty. There was oh. plenty, Sammy, there was plenty Kimpi. It was hard to pick one, but that one was uh it was outstanding for Dan, the hangman hooker.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And then uh, for me, boys, like I said, I wanted to go Eddie Jones to be a little bit funny. Uh, you can throw the All Blacks in there as well, but uh, for me, it got to be the Ashes this morning. Uh, just because it keeps the series alive would have been disappointing for it to end in a draw because that would have meant uh, Aussie retain the Ashes um, and, you know, there wouldn't have been much on the line for England. But now um, it's all on. It's game on. They win it headingly and suddenly you've got a decider uh, in the fifth test, which could be fantastic. So for me, it's the Ashes um, and we'll put that to our Choices flooring poll. Uh, mm. Discover your signatures Style and enjoy virtual design experience with choices, floorings, room view text through on double eight double three. Uh your best moment from the weekend was it? Luke Metcalf's performance against the Eels was it? Dan the Man Hookers win at UFC 290, was it the Ashes this morning? Or maybe it was something else, maybe it was the All Blacks. You can uh you can let us know on uh Double Eight Double Three.
0: Plenty of energy coming through the airways this morning. We'd love to hear from you. So don't be shy. Give us a message. You're listening to Z and Kimpi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.